Welcome, everybody. You are Talking Tables with Bill, David, and Josh in this February-slash-January podcast. Happy New Year, everybody. A little, little bit late there, Bill. You know what they say, David. Better late than never. Well, Bill, it's nice to be face-to-face in the same room here together. You've been traveling quite a bit, and you got some travels coming up here in the, in the near future. So just want to say this is a, it's a pleasant surprise. Yeah, it is nice to be face-to-face. I had a little bout with the COVID and had to live in my basement in the cave down here for a little while, keep the family safe. And yeah, I've been visiting different reps, selling some GS70s. we got a national sales meeting coming up here in a couple of weeks, which I'm looking forward to and hopefully seeing a lot of you there. Speaking of the GS70, how well are we doing so far this year, Bill? Yeah, things I think are going really well. We just got an order for four tables from uh, Mike Strang, so thanks. Thanks, Surgical Specialties. We have more GS70s out on demo right now than any other table model, which is a great sign. Uh, We have quite a few of them in the quote system. We are going to be talking about uh, or sharing the successes of GS70 at national sales meetings. So hopefully I'll be able to give everybody some good pointers um, from their colleagues who have successfully sold the table. So I'm looking forward to that. It also looks like we'll be doing a second quarter group buy for Vizient GS70 also. So we'll have some opportunity to kind of highlight that table as part of the group buy sale. So excited for that as well. So David, I hear you're going to be adding a new dimension to the podcast this year. You're going to kind of do a monthly series followed up by some videos. You want to explain that? That's right, Bill. It's going to be a new segment called TNA with David. That's tables and accessories, right? Correct. So what's going to be special about this TNA segment with David? I understand there's videos included? Yeah, I thought it'd be a good idea to add more of a visual presentation from different topics that we explain here on the podcast. Um, not not the podcast as a visual, but kind of get more in-depth with an overview for accessories, tables, patient positioning, you name it. Just a short four to five minute, you could almost call it like a training video, just to get more information out there for you guys. Yeah, that sounds great, David. And I think we'll we'll look into seeing if we can post some of these videos right from our podcast site, as opposed to maybe putting them in Skynet. We still got to work that out. Either way, we'll have videos posted either on Skynet or maybe again directly on the podcast site. So we'll see what works better. I, I will have them posted. David will have those posted. I had mentioned surgical specialties a little bit earlier and just getting a, a nice four table GS70 order for us. And it was kind of a unique scenario there. I just wanted to mention it. I'll be talking about this at national sales as well. But for Mike's customer, they were actually taking the GS70 leg section and putting it onto the back section of the table. And this is a fairly unique thing for GS70. As you know, with 3603 or 6702, the back section can go in the location where the leg section is normally located. But you can't do the reverse. So as an example, you can't take a 6702 leg section and put it in place of the back section. It won't fit. GS70, you can do that. And for Mike and his customer, they were actually doing shoulder cases without a shoulder chair. And they wanted a longer back section. So the ability to put the leg section in place of the back section was was something they really needed and and helped with the selling of the tables. You know, obviously not a main feature of GS70 or anything we've even actually advertised, but, you know, who knows? Maybe this will pop up in one of your territories. So I just kind of wanted to get the word out there. It did help us, so maybe it will help you as well. So just put that in your back pocket, and if that comes up and it's needed by one of your customers, there you go. Oh, cool. 
not everyone's going to be traveling to national sales. So for those of you who aren't, I'm just going to go over a bit of my presentation on GS70 and hopefully offer a few little tidbits to help you in the sales process of the GS70. So what I did is I went out and I sent emails with a, a list of questions to our reps who have had success selling GS70 and just asked them what their customers like most about the GS70. And I'm going to share that with you now. The interlocks was one that almost every single person said was a positive, and I, I think that makes sense, right? The interlocks on GS70 are much smarter than the older ones, especially compared to 3603. The customers definitely like those. Communications, the verbal communication came back, I think, and everybody but one as, as a big positive. And specifically, the brakes unlocking and the instability warnings were the two that were mentioned the most as being impactful for our customers. And that obviously makes sense. Those are, are two of the biggest ones related to safety. Uh, having the brakes unlock during a case and not knowing that, or having the staff not know that is obviously a big deal. And we know that that happens because we, we've had complaints on that in the past. And then the instability, I think that speaks for itself too, right? You want to know if your table's about to tip over or you're getting into a position with a patient where there's going to be some instability and the potential for not only the patient to be injured, but again, it's about the staff and not having them injured either trying to, to uh, stop a table from tipping over. So I think all those make a lot of sense. The telemetry data being displayed on the pending control was a big one. I think that mostly is coming from anesthesia, right? Not only do we have you know, just one uh, item selected, like you can see you know, 12.5 inches of top slide, but we have a screen where all of that is there. So you know how much trend you're in, how much tilt, back section, leg section, whatever it is, it's all laid out there on one screen so anesthesia can see that whole whole entire view of the table um, based on that data. And along with that, it was commented that the positioning, the actual little graphic of the table and how it was positioned on the pendant control was another big thing, and I think that's also coming from anesthesia. Yeah, on that note, it's really important to get anesthesia's feedback. I think it's going to be beneficial for everybody to have um, anesthesia's input for a successful sale. Yeah, it's, it's a good point, David. And it's an interesting topic. And I one that I just had with one of our reps earlier this week is that oh, so many features on GS70 are good for anesthesia. But one of the issues is anesthesia doesn't always play a large role in the decision-making process, right? So that's something you have to be aware of. Um, and that may not be true everywhere. We may have locations where anesthesia does play a bigger role. But uh, it's important that anesthesia is, is pro-table, pro-GS70. We also have to make sure that it's not just reliant completely on anesthesia because they probably don't carry a lot of weight in that decision-making process. So kind of just keep that in mind. So that was a couple of the most mentioned positives. Um, I did ask, too, like what, what features haven't played a role in this, the decision-making process. Um, and what we came back was the timers right now haven't played as big of a role, which it's a little interesting to me. I know when, when David and I did our kind of cross-country tour with GS70 um, as part of the development process, we got a lot of feedback that that was really great. So I don't know if we just happened to hit a few facilities where that was a big deal um, or maybe we didn't pose the question right. But at this point right now, what I'm being told is that hasn't hasn't played much of a role. Like People will look at it and say, yeah, that's nice, but they maybe just don't find the use for it. There's a possibility, too, maybe we're a little bit ahead of our times yet on this timer, and uh, we'll see as concern over patient positioning grows, maybe that will become a bigger and bigger factor 
or possibly we're just not presenting it right. So we'll we'll kind of work on wording and and try to get some additional information out there to everybody on, on what's the proper way to talk about the timers. The other two were not surprising to me uh, at all. The other two items that came up as not being impactful were the wireless pendant control and the historical data. And the wireless pendant control, we knew going in that that's kind of an iffy one, right? And I, I just did a, a presentation uh, down with Lisa Picone, and that, and I told the nurse manager when I walked in, I said, hey, I want you to know this is a wireless pending control. Do you want me to mention this to your staff or not? She immediately said, no, no, absolutely not. We don't want them to know. It'll walk away or we'll get it lost. And that's kind of what we figured, right? So the wireless control is great to have. Maybe something you can mention to the biomed team and maybe something you mentioned to the nurse manager, um, the, the average person in the OR, uh, letting them know it's a, a wireless pendant probably isn't going to play real well. I still do think there is room to talk about the pendant control being wireless in terms of being able to plug it into like the anesthesia boom or plug it into a power supply at a different location simply to get that cord out of the way. So you're not plugged into the table, but you're plugged into another area. Therefore, the pendant is tethered at least to the room. It's not going to go walking away, but we've eliminated that ability uh, or we've eliminated that negative of having the cord stretched between anesthesia and the, the table connector. And historical data, uh, actually exactly what's happening and what, what's being said is what David and I thought was going to happen is the, the nurses and the surgeons look at that as big brother, right? So the few comments we got were, you know, the people in the room doing the surgery were like, eh, I don't really know if I like the idea of someone able to come in, someone having the ability to come in here and see what happened during the case. Uh, but again, C-Level still likes it. So, you know, it's worth mentioning definitely to Biomed. There are also ones that love the ability to go back in after an incident or after a complaint and find out exactly what was going on with the table and then C-Level for the same reason. Not surprisingly, we're, we're not having the greatest reception with uh, the surgeons and uh, the nurses who are in the room. Yeah, and I, I believe the historical data will be more more influential um, as the tables get older, right? You'll be able to go in there and see the hours of usage, you know, per table. So if you've got a facility with multiple tables, you know, they can kind of even out the usage per case. Yeah, that's a great point, David. And that gets me to the the last one, which quite frankly was one of the biggest surprises for me, and that was price. Um, I had asked everybody if price paid a fact played a factor in the decision-making and how hard it was to potentially overcome that $95,000 list price. And it was interesting. In all but a couple of cases, I was told that pricing never even came up. A uh, customer understood the value and they essentially just paid for it, which is great, right? So that, that means that the feature set that we have presented with GS70 um, in the customer's mind is, is worth the value of the table. There were two re reports that I received that said, they did bulk at the price, but in both of those cases, the surgeon went to bat and either the budget was found or they had changed around some of the other products they ordered in order to get the GS70. So I think as a total story, uh, what we're finding out, at least right now, is that the pricing is not a big problem. And again, that just depends on if the customer sees that value in the safety. I believe they feel that they're going to be saving money in the long run, which is, which is 100% true. If we can eliminate one incident or if we can eliminate the damage to just a few pieces of equipment, whether it's a pump or um, a bear hugger or something like that that's stored on the table, 
definitely that money, definitely that's going to save them money in the long in the long run. Okay, well, I'm going to switch over here to, to Josh for a quick second. I think he's got an SVD update for us. So here he is, Josh. Thanks, Bill. There's a lot of updates regarding the modular wall system as of late. Continue to see some great progress in the showroom. John Legstrider and team have done a great job of getting us uh, equipped with the latest and greatest in walls and doors. Uh, so we're really looking forward to the future show or site visits and uh, all the, uh, the POs that that's going to generate. We know that's going to happen. Uh, also, we have some great activity out there in the real world uh, with an SPD project that's going to be installed here in Q3 of this year. It's our first of its kind, uh, but I just wanted to take this moment to reiterate the fact that we can install outside of the ORs and spaces within a facility. So please don't dismiss the idea of presenting it to an SPD director or, or those of the like within, um, within the facility that you have a good relationship with. Uh, also, we have a couple opportunities where we're quoting just doors alone as a standalone item. This is something that we can equip our facilities with. And uh, we have a great product, uh, very price uh, conscious and sensitive and competitive with the market. And I just want to you know, reiterate the fact that we need to go out there and bird dog those opportunities as well. So keep up the fight out there and uh, looking forward to working with you the remainder of 2022. Awesome. Thanks a lot, Josh. Appreciate it. Man, it's always nice to have Josh join us on the podcast and bring some more interesting topics up, up for you guys. I, I do want to say that the showroom is looking great and that team is, has done an amazing job. David, I know you received a couple questions this week about why the 3008 pendant control doesn't have a dedicated tilt left or tilt right, or for that matter, Trendelenburg and reverse Trendelenburg called out on the pendant control. What's going on with that? Yeah, there's no dedicated head end to the table. So with the 3008 Clarity, you know, the patient's head could be at the end of the diving board or above the column. Therefore, there's no dedicated, you know, left or right hand side of the table. I think that's a wrap. Thanks again for joining us on this January-February edition. I apologize again for not having a dedicated January episode out. Like I said earlier, I was I was down with the vid myself and kind of locked in the basement, which you would think would be great for making podcasts, but uh, what I ended up creating was so depressing, I just ended up deleting it. So, I yeah, hope you enjoyed listening to David, Josh, and myself today. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Have a great week, great month. Have a good one, everybody. 